0: Hey everybody, it's Maddie. I just wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up that there was a technical difficulty this week. My computer decided to record my sound directly from my AirPods instead of through my microphone, so I won't sound as lovely as I normally do, (laughs) but I hope you enjoy this week. Thanks for listening. Good morning, and welcome to Monday Mornings.
1: With Maddie and Morgan. I'm Maddie. And I'm Morgan. Yay! Woo! How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. We have a new president, so that's I know. Yesterday was new president day.
0: Yeah. Yay. We love that. Um yep. now it can it's be not hopeful. Bernie.
1: Oh yeah. Bernie and his mittens. <laughs> Oh, the best mittens. Yeah, I've seen... I was telling um, Lindsay that I've seen those mittens before because that lady sells them to some local shops around here. She teaches in the town that I live in, so... <laughs> so that's cool. Oh, yeah.
0: I love that. And they're made of, if anybody hadn't seen them, Bernie wore these incredible mittens to the inauguration yesterday. Or... Wednesday, since you guys will be not listening today, Um, (laughs) and they were made out of, was it old sweaters and fleece on the inside made of recycled plastic bottles? Yep. (laughs) Yeah, so they're like the ultimate Vermont (laughs) mitten. So cute. Yeah. So, what are we talking about this week, Morgan?
1: Spiders! Spiders! I'm so excited. Yeah. I feel like not all of our listeners are going to be excited about this one, but we're going to tell you why you should be excited about spiders, because
0: they're really cool. Yeah. When we originally thought of this idea, it was because I said, I want to talk about scary and poisonous, like, venomous spiders, because there was 100% one night where I had, like, a weird thing on my hand. and was like, is it a spider bite? And then fell down a rabbit hole of spiders.
1: So... (laughs) They're pretty cool. I'm excited to tell. Some are terrifying, but generally pretty cool. They really get a bad rap for, like, just a small portion of them that are dangerous. Yeah. So, like, they deserve better.
0: Like, a teeny, teeny, tiny percentage of them
1: are actually
0: able to harm you and even then they're really not going to but we'll get to that later
1: I think I told you already but I was listening or I watched this video this morning it was like a documentary style but it was a YouTube video (laughs) so it was kind of short it was from the 90s obviously someone took it from something else and put it on YouTube because YouTube wasn't around but it was this like super 90s like, suspenseful spider documentary. <laughs> and they made... They, I, it was, like... It reminded me of, like, a Jaws situation. <laughs> oh, my God. And it I was watched, just going watched, through basic biology. It wasn't even, like, just talking about scary oh spiders. <laughs> I
0: watched I one that was, like really, really monotone
1: and super
0: yeah. weird. He was, like, spiders i don't remember anything that he said but it was just real boring i was
1: like all right dude thanks i tried to look up podcasts to listen to about spiders and every episode and every podcast was was about (laughs) spider-man
0: like we'll get to it but (laughs) this isn't about spider-man
1: no more spider less man please yeah spider hold the man (laughs) extra spider hold the man (laughs) that should be our episode title extra spider (laughs) hold the man (laughs) all right so morgan what the heck are spider oh my gosh i'm gonna tell you oh yay all right so spiders what are they Spiders are arachnids, not insects, because they have eight legs, not six, and arachnids are a class of arthropods that also includes scorpions, mites, and ticks, all of which you're probably familiar with.
0: I and didn't expect mites and ticks to be yeah. there.
1: ticks are, if there's a arachnid you're going to be afraid of, make it ticks. I mean, yes <laughs> we'll probably go into that at some point on some other episode but <laughs> i'm not a fan and i totally I, I am a person that works. tries to appreciate like everything's ecological place but ticks i draw the line at <laughs> yeah ticks and mosquitoes are not for me i'm with you there yeah so spiders are arachnids which is a class of arthropods pods And uh, arthropods are a class of invertebrates. So spiders obviously don't have backbones. That's all that means. They have exoskeletons. Exactly. They have exoskeletons. There are more than 46,000 known species of spiders found in habitats all over the world. And evidence of spiders in the form of fossils shows that spiders have actually existed for 300 million years. (laughs) Wow, they old. Very, very old. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, spider behavior and appearance are pretty diverse. And the spiders outside of Europe, Japan, and North America really haven't been thoroughly collected and studied. Those are kind of the, the hubs of spider research. But, that being said, there are spiders on every continent, except for Antarctica. And even on Antarctica, they have found spider fragments. No actual live spiders, but, like, pieces of spiders. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) So, that's pretty cool. (laughs) I wonder how that went down. Like, finding a piece of spider in Antarctica. Yeah.
0: Because my first thought is it ended up there by, like, human transportation by accident. Right.
1: And if it's, like, but... just a leg, how do you know that?
0: How would you yeah, recognize you it know as it... a
1: piece of spider?
0: Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, Daddy Long legs their legs just... you. <laughs> first <Yeah>. of all. <laughs> Second of all, that just looks kind of like a hair, like... <laughs> I know. So
1: weird, but but they're cool. We'll get into it more. And they're basically dinosaurs, so how could Ooh. you go wrong? Spiders range in body length from 0.02 to 3.5 inches. So <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that's from like their head to the abdomen. I'm not sure if that includes the legs, but I know yeah, some I spiders have really long legs. <laughs>
0: Yeah, a lot of them, some of them were like, they have teeny, teeny, tiny bodies, but their legs are like two inches long. (laughs) Well,
1: yeah, think about daddy long I actually don't know if daddy long legs are technically spiders, which is something I meant to look up and I didn't.
0: I also meant to look it up because I looked something else up about them. I think that they're technically not.
1: But. Because they, I think they only have one body segment. I don't think they have a head and an abdomen. I think they're just like a little ball. <laughs> Let me ask my good friend, Google. Oh,
0: good old pal, Google. So I guess a group of daddy long legs, um, they're called like cellar spiders. Okay. Um, they're that makes sense. A family of... Araneomorph spiders, including daddy long legs, granddaddy long legs, daddy long legger.
1: (laughs) Oh, long daddies. Long daddies.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, they are technically spiders, but they're under like a very different classification from like other spiders. And they're just generally called cellar spiders.
1: Yeah. So now that we've got that clarified, <laughs> the largest spiders are the hairy myelagomorphs, which are mygalomorphs, mygalomorphs, yeah. commonly referred to as tarantulas. So we're just gonna go with that. <laughs> tarantulas are found in warm climates and are most abundant in the Americas. Some of the largest include the Goliath bird-eating spider, found in parts of the Amazon. And, yes, it does actually eat birds. Oh. Yeah. And the Pinkfoot Goliath limited just to southern Venezuela. The smallest spiders belong to several families found in the tropics. And, oh, my gosh. I've seen some tiny spiders, but these guys are, like, like the size of the head of a pin. Like, so, so small. Oh. Yeah. I hate that. So, I have a tarantula story. Real oh, quick.
0: Okay. And I think that this is the root of my fear of spiders. <laughs> so shout out to my second grade teacher for traumatizing me. Uh, we had a tarantula as our class pet. That's Pretty so cool. cool. Whatever. Yeah, it was fun to look at through the glass. There were a, a few times where she would have us sit in a circle and let the tarantula roam free. <laughs> I wasn't here for that. I was not here for that.
1: <laughs> that would totally be me as a teacher. <laughs> I was like, I'm out. Please let me leave. <laughs> I see how that could be traumatizing. They are pretty yeah, hairy.
0: Me, like seven, eight years old, and you're just like, all right, cool, going to class, like going to school today and just chilling, thinking about what cool erasers you're going to show your friends or whatever. Like, <laughs> she oh! She pulls gosh. out a spider and lets it walk near me. No thanks. <laughs> Do you
1: know what what kind of tarantula it was? No clue. How big was it? Do you remember? Uh well, I was
0: since I was in second grade, probably felt really big. <laughs> oh yeah, it was huge. It was probably not that big. Probably like the size of like a grown adult's hand. <laughs> like palm yeah but I do remember it like molting that was interesting
1: I'm sorry that you were traumatized by your class pet
0: it's okay doing this episode actually like really helps me no longer have a terrible fear I still don't want spiders near me please don't come into my bedroom or my bathroom stay out of my sight. I don't care, I'm not gonna kill you because you're gonna eat other bugs, but like
1: Yeah, that's the good thing, they eat the other bugs in your house
0: Oh yeah But I I don't want them near me
1: I don't want to see them (laughs) All right, now we're gonna talk about their eyeballs (laughs) Which I know is one of your least favorite parts about spiders (laughs) Yes I don't like their eyes (laughs) I think they're so cute The simple eyes of spiders, which typically number in like six to eight, yeah, and they consist of two groups: the main or direct eyes, which are the ones that point forward, and then the secondary eyes, which are the ones that are like angled. Hmm. And structures called rhabdoms or rhabdomes, which receive Hmm. light rays. In the main eyes, the those structures face forward. And then in the other eyes, they turn inward, so you kind of have a, it kind of increases the range of vision, if that makes sense. Gotcha. It's obviously more complicated than that, but that's the <laughs> synopsis. <laughs> and some, a fun fact about that is that the structure of the secondary eyes and the arrange, arrangement of all of their eyeballs are different for each family of spiders wild yeah Mm -hmm. they do have other sense organs too they have long fine hairs called trichobothria on their legs so that's part of why they look hairy why they are hairy (laughs) and those hairs are sensitive to air currents and vibrations so it's almost like echolocation they can kind of tell where things are or where other spiders are or where their prey is And they also have slit sense organs in the form of little tiny slits or a bunch of parallel slits that are located near their joints or just generally all over their body. So, yeah. So,
0: the hairs on spiders. People Mm -hmm. can be allergic to those. Really? Yeah, I think it's, um maybe it's just the ones on certain tarantulas. There's certain hairs on spiders that, like, if you touch them, you can break out in, like, a weird rash.
1: Oh, my gosh. I did not know that. That's so interesting.
0: Yeah, and then, I, this is a weird fact that I only know because I watched Human Planet on Netflix so many times. <laughs> <laughs> there's, I forget where in the world this is, but there's one episode where these kids are like, yeah, we're going to go tarantula hunting, and they hunt these tarantulas, And then they cook them, but they can't touch the, they have to cook them mostly so that they can burn off all the hairs because they can't touch the hairs. Otherwise, something weird. I forget what happens. That seems
1: like a risk I'm not willing to take if I'm eating something.
0: Yeah. And it was like these really small kids and they weren't wearing shoes.
1: I "I don't, I don't know how I feel
0: about this, but I respect your culture. (laughs) Go for it.
1: (laughs) That's so interesting. I, I did not know that.
0: Yeah, those are just some weird things because, you know, I hate that spiders have hair. It creeps me out so much. So.
1: <laughs> okay, I have a question about you hating spider hair. Yes. How do you feel about peaches and kiwis? I. Right? Okay,
0: so I don't like kiwis, just like I don't like the taste of them, or like I haven't okay. really ever had them that often. Peaches, I can't eat with. Like, I eat peach cups because <laughs> I'm a child. So,
1: you but can't I... eat the skin of them? Yeah. It... Gotcha. Like... So, it's a general thing, not just a spider thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't like hairy things.
0: Understood. It also just make my mouth ish a little bit, but that's a different issue. So. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <that's... laughs> Those would be histamines. <laughs> anyway, I think one of the coolest things about spiders is their ability to make silk. Even though there are some insects that can make silk, like centipedes and millipedes, but spider silks are made up of proteins called fibroin. Mm. The silk is produced by different types of glands in the abdomen. So I forgot to go over this, but spiders have a head. They do have a two-segmented body, so they have a head and then an abdomen. Yeah. Yeah. And ducts from the glands lead to structures that are called spinnerets, which totally sounds like a ballet move. A spinneret. (laughs) Like a dance team. Yeah, the spinnerets, (laughs) a dance team. (laughs) So the spinnerets open to the outside world through spigots. And abdominal pressure forces the silk to flow outward through the spinnerets, even though the rate. The flow is controlled by the muscular gla- valves in the ducts. If that makes sense, I'll put up a on our Instagram. I'll definitely put up a diagram of how this all works because it is more complicated than I'm explaining it as. But don't want to hit you with too much.
0: <laughs> Spiders are so complicated. I know. I couldn't handle
1: it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So much going on in such a small little
1: thing. S- I know. Because even the big ones are still kind of (laughs) small. Yeah. So primitive spiders, so your early spiders, have only two types of silk glands. But orb weavers, which are really cool, have at least seven. And each of their seven silk glands produces a different kind of silk. So that's wild. Silk may have evolved from an excretory product. And the most important fun fact, all spiders produce silk, but not all spiders spin webs.
0: There's, like, a bazillion different types of webs, and some of them are really, really sick. I listened to an episode of Stuff You Should Know about spiders, and... Definitely everybody should check that out because it's actually like really cool. They talk a lot about the different types of webs and different spiders and why they make different types of webs. Neat. Yeah.
1: That's something I definitely should have included, but I didn't.
0: <laughs> oh, well. No, it's okay. It would have this episode's already gonna be pretty long and I feel like if we included that it would need to be like two parts. So
1: <laughs> Yeah, and you can include some other resources. So if you guys wanna Look more into any of this stuff. If you, at the end of this episode, decide that you don't hate spiders, (laughs) yeah, then we'll put up some resources so you can find out more. I'm excited to tell you about the really cool ones that I'm going to tell you about in a few minutes.
0: Yay! Okay, continue.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Most spiders live for about two years, so pretty short lifespan. But some have been known to live up to 20 years in captivity. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. (laughs) Female spiders tend to, yeah, they graduated high school. (laughs) (laughs) Spider school. Female spiders tend to live longer than male spiders, typical. And many male spiders reach maturity within two years and then immediately die after mating. Yes, they do.
0: Sometimes because they get
1: eaten. Yeah, I'm going to talk about that. (laughs) Yay! So now we're going to talk about what and how they eat.
0: All spiders
1: are predators, (laughs) feeding almost completely on arthropods, other arthropods, especially insects. Some are hunters, and then some weave webs. So first we'll talk about the stalkers and hunters. So basically, they wait for and then chase and overpower their prey using venom to kill them quickly. These guys typically have a well-developed sense of touch or sight, which is kind of rare in the grand scheme of spiders, a lot of them, even though they have these complex eyeballs. So there's also web weavers. So other spiders weave silk snares or webs to capture their prey. And webs are instinctively constructed So it's not, like, spinning a web is not something that they learn from anybody. It's just genetic. It's instinctual, which I think is really cool. So wild. Yeah. The natural world, man. It's crazy. That baffles me. Every day. (laughs) Every day. So they're instinctively (laughs) constructed, and then they basically trap flying insects, which I think most of us know that, but. But but once the insect or prey is in the web and trapped in the web, many spiders will then inject venom into their prey to kill it quickly with their little fangs. But some other ones use silk wrappings to immobilize their victims first. So they look like little mummies. They wrap them up in silk.
0: (laughs) And then they slurp out their insides. Yep.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So we going to talk, about talk more other.
0: about. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm just going to talk more about venom in a little, like, a little while. So. Yeah, I'm
1: going to cover one more type of hunting that didn't really talk about, but it's specific to one type of spider. So, Ooh. saving that. And all right, spiders, just like everything else, need some sort of shelter from the elements. Some spiders just use natural elements like leaves as shelters, but some can craft their own shelters from natural materials and connect them together with silk, like a little nest. They're crazy. They're spider houses. Yeah. They really can't see very well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So many eyeballs, but they can't see well.
1: (laughs) All those eyeballs and they still are blind.
0: I just always assumed that spiders lived on their web.
1: (laughs) I know, I did too, and they don't.
0: Apparently they have homes and their web is just like their front lawn.
1: Oh, there is one other thing about their silk that I forgot to mention is that it's water insoluble, which is so cool because it doesn't dissolve when it gets wet. Yeah. Which is why you see like spider webs with dew on them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is actually
0: really important because they get dehydrated really easily. So right. Sometimes when you see a spider that's all crumpled up, it's not actually dead, it just needs water.
1: So give it a little uh nail gene. Yeah. A little tiny nail gene. <laughs> little tiny spider nail Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> do you give it one or eight little tiny nail genes? One for each leg. <laughs> well
0: it only has one mouth, so I think one.
1: That's true. One is probably fine.
0: yeah unless if it wants to like octuple fist then it could
1: (laughs) that's true extra hydrated (laughs) all right there are some spiders specifically this one with crazy shelters that really stand out from the rest so we have trapdoor spiders that burrow into the ground well the female burrows into the ground And then makes a little trap door of soil, saliva, and silk on top of her little burrow. And so she hunkers down in there all day. And then at night, (laughs) she props the trap door open with her head and waits to (laughs) feel the vibrations of little insects passing by. And when a victim strolls by her house, she reaches out and grabs it with her front legs and drags it back down the tunnel. (laughs) Like a literal horror movie.
0: But yeah, that's the thing of my nightmares. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's understandable. That I get why that's extra creepy. Oh, <laughs> but it's yeah. also really cool. Oh, definitely. So to wrap up my section, I'm gonna talk about crazy spiders. Like wacky, wild, weird spiders. Yeah. I'm excited to tell you about. So first we're gonna talk about peacock spiders. Peacock spiders are actually it's actually a group of 86 different species of spiders that are native to Australia.
0: Oh. And
1: they're in the jumping spider family.
0: No, they, I hate jumping
1: spiders. They're so tiny and cute.
0: They're tiny and they are kind of cute when you look at them. But they do but jump. <laughs>
1: they jump
0: e times their height.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's too high i know (laughs) they are aptly named peacock spiders because of they have these wild colors and crazy patterns on the abdomens of the males yeah like something straight out of an art museum they're gorgeous and all 86 different species have different patterns and colors oh yeah we're gonna have to include some pictures because it's So incredible. Yeah, I like the one with the
0: blue on its face.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Only the males are brightly colored, as it seems to go in the animal world, and the females are typically a dull brown or gray color. To go along (laughs) with their flashy appearance, the males also perform a very fancy mating dance that I will absolutely send you a video of because it's adorable and amazing. And then the female will either mate with him or eat him. (laughs) So he's quite literally dancing for his life, but yeah. (laughs) It's hard to explain how crazy these are. Without Like, obviously you guys can't see what's on my screen because you just hear my voice, but I will definitely include pictures because they're so amazing.
0: They're so crazy. They also talk a lot about them and that stuff you should know episode and yeah absurd.
1: Yeah, recently they just discovered seven new species um, which include that's like part of the 86, but yeah. Yeah. So next, we can talk about quote unquote veggie eating spiders. So, some species of spiders eat greens as part of their diet. I know I said that they're all predators, and they are, but some also supplement their diet with greens. And That's good. Yeah, a 2016 study investigated instances of spiders eating plant products and found that about 60% of the instances came from members of the jumping spider family, your favorite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Researchers say that spiders might eat greens to make them more resilient in times of food shortages. In about 75% of reported cases, spiders were seen to be eating nectar, which can end up getting stuck all over their bodies, which makes for a really cute photograph. (laughs) Little nectar (laughs) bubbles all over them. (laughs) Some even eat honeydew, and two species have also been seen, quote-unquote, milking honeydew from insects. That's interesting. That kind of th- throws a wrench in the spiders are strictly carnivores. Yeah. Statement. So next, another personal favorite are diving spiders. So weird. <laughs> yeah. Diving bell spiders can use air bubbles to breathe underwater. Essentially treating them like teeny tiny little scuba tanks. <laughs> yes. these spiders are super tiny measuring just a half an, about a half an inch long so one little bubble can supply more than a day's worth of air for them so they really can basically live underwater
0: yeah don't they spend like the majority of their life underwater or something yeah. Like they. oh crazy so it's terrifying.
1: crazy <laughs> I don't understand how they swim they're not very like They don't have a lot of surface area.
0: (laughs) So, I did hear that they make themselves sort of like a weight scuba belt type of situation out of their silk. I think that's one of the reasons that they're able to stay under. But still interesting and weird. (laughs) Yeah.
1: They partially found this out because German scientists mimicked extremely low oxygen conditions in a lab. And watch them construct webs between pond weeds and aquarium sides. And then collect the air bubbles on their abdomen and rear legs. And then go underwater. Wild. I know. I could go on and on and on about crazy types of spiders. But I'm not going to. Because I really am interested to to hear about what you have to say.
0: Oh, don't worry. I'm going to cover some wacky spiders. (laughs) Good stuff. Okay, so now I'm going to tell you about spider venom.
1: Yay! Yay. Spooky! <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. So, almost all spiders produce some type of venom, except for the daddy long-leg spiders that we just talked about. Um, but only about 30 spiders are dangerous to humans.
1: See? Out of 46,000,
0: that's not that many. Yeah. 30 are venomous and are dangerous to humans, but that's even like only a few of them are actually dangerous to humans. So this is probably because their venom is more effective in invertebrates and some spider pangs or their pinchers are too small to actually bite humans. Like their fangs aren't long enough. Spiders use their venom most commonly to immobilize their prey. And this is honestly just to protect themselves. While they're eating so like say they catch another poisonous thing like they don't want it to sting them or like hornets and yellow jackets especially. Um, A fun fact cows horses and sheep are more sensitive to black widow bites than humans and black widow bites are pretty not great for humans but horses cows and sheep actually like tend to die from black widow bites. Wow. Another fun fact is the Australian funnel-web spider venom is very toxic to humans and other primates, but has little to no effect on cats, dogs, or bunnies. So there's actually, I guess, videos of people's pets playing with these spiders, which I hate it, but...
1: Right, because you can't even take them away, because then you're putting yourself in den- danger.
0: Yeah, because it's like, oh cool, do I want to get hit bit by this really toxic spider, just let my cat- Danger toy.
1: <laughs> Literally. My cats love chasing spiders.
0: Oh my god. One time, when we lived together, a cat that we lived with, Kiwi, he was playing with a mm. big bug, and then he ate it by accident. oh. Looked at me like I was the bad guy and took away his toy. <laughs> you ate it, like sir. Not my fault.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there are two types of venom. They are neurotoxin and cytotoxin. So neurotoxin attacks the nervous system, which typically can cause like paralysis in invertebrates. And I'll talk about more specific spiders that are dangerous to humans and how their neurotoxins affect people a little bit later. Um, Cytotoxin is a necrotic venom that causes tissue damage around the bite area, which is like really not ideal. Um, And then in insects and other prey, the cytotoxin essentially just liquefies their insides. So the spider can drink up like an insect soup. Yum. An
1: insect milkshake.
0: Yeah, but in humans, these bites can cause blisters, lesions, inflammation, and in some cases, necrosis of the skin and surrounding tissue.
1: Mm, so overall, a bad time.
0: Yeah, so you don't really want to get bit by those spiders, but I mean, but overall, spiders rarely actually bite people. They're generally not aggressive creatures. So if you leave them alone, and you're not like shoving your hands in dark spidery places you should be okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't shove your hands in dark spidery places. Yeah. At Nicolas Cage in
0: um when he steals the Declaration of Independence and goes to that rock mountain.
1: You yes. Know. In one of our favorite movies.
0: So when it comes to anti Venom, it is available in most places and it's like really dependent on like so in North America there is only anti venom for spiders that are found in north america and it's available but they haven't really determined except for in like cases of like kids and elderly patients or like severe severe bites it is mostly it's not really needed as like a life-saving thing because it's mostly just to like end um the different symptoms that come along with being bit but it's really just only used in severe reactions and there's not a huge market for buying it. So, yeah. Um, antivenom was first created in France in 1895. And this is an antivenom for snakes. I forget which kind it was, but ever since then, they've just been creating more and more antivenoms for different venomous insects and animals and spatters. But since then, there have been virtually no deaths or extreme reactions. Obviously, there still are tons of people getting bit by spiders, mostly because they do stupid things, but it happens. Oh, shocking. Oh, yeah. And many people will actually have adverse or allergic reactions to the antivenoms. And some of this is known as serum sickness. So basically, unless it's an extreme reaction or pain persists for long after you're bitten, basic first aid should do the trick. And there shouldn't be any need to go to the ER suggested first aid is to wash the wound with warm soapy water and then ice if there's pain and analgesics and antihistamines can also be taken if they're needed um if the spider bite is suspected to come from a funnel web spider or a mouse spider it's important to put pressure a pressure bandage on and immobilize the person so that the venom doesn't spread because that can be kind of bad um there's only a few different spiders that if you're bitten by them, it's probably the best just to go to ER or at least call your doctor to make sure that you don't need to go get an antivenom or just like at least get it checked on so they can keep track of the progress of your bite, I guess. Mm -hmm. So these spiders that you should definitely call your doctor about include any widow spider, the Australian funnel web spider, Brazilian wandering spider, the mouth spider, the redback spider, and some recluse spiders. Um, obviously, depending where you are, you might not come into contact with these spiders, or you might come in contact with a ton of these spiders. To prevent getting bit by any kind of spider, OSHA suggests wearing long-sleeved shirts, a hat, gloves, and boots when you're handling boxes, firewood, lumber, rocks, etc., basically if you're doing yard work or landscaping or like cleaning out a basement or a storage unit or something just be careful and be aware that you might be shoving your arms into places where spiders live
1: or snakes or lots of other things so in yeah. general uh, just, I feel like just be yeah. careful
0: <laughs> in general OSHA is correct if you're doing weird outside tasks you should be wearing gloves and long sleeves and boots um, <laughs> they also suggest Shaking out your clothes and shoes before putting them on. And, of course, bug spray, which you should be doing anyways. And bug spray, in my mind, honestly, you don't even need it for the spiders. You should just be using it more so for ticks and mosquitoes because they're worse.
1: Yes, they're quite rude.
0: Yeah. So before I move on to some of the terrifying spooky spiders, I wanted to talk about different uses for spider venom. So what other fun things can we use spider venom for? Well, venom is made up of a whole bunch of peptides and other elements, um, but peptides are small chain proteins, and scientists are currently trying to analyze and compile these venoms and the components, and there's actually an entire database dedicated to this. It's called ArachnoServer. I have a quote from their website. It's, quote, ArachnoServer is a manually curated database containing information on the sequence, three-dimensional structure, and biological activity of protein toxins derived from spider venom. Spiders are the largest group of venomous animals, and they are predicted to contain by far the largest number of pharmacologically active peptide toxins. server has been custom built so that a wide range of biological scientists, including neuroscientists, pharmacologists, and toxicologists, can readily access key data relevant to their discipline without being overwhelmed by extraneous information. So they're basically just piling all these different things in there, and because each different spider's venom has all of these different toxins in there, So in different peptides, so they're breaking it up. And I think they've analyzed a 100 different spiders and found like 1,500 different peptides so far.
1: Wow.
0: Which is really cool and really awesome. So scientists are trying to determine other uses for these venom peptides. This is a quote from an article called Versatile Spider Venom Peptides in Their Medical and Agricultural Applications by says et al. The spider venoms contain a huge diversity of potent and target-selective peptides with a correspondingly vast array of pharmacological activities. Their potential medical applications have focused on the treatment of diseases such as stroke, cancer, pain, and erectile dysfunction, They also have a great potential for application in agriculture as environmentally benign bioinsecticides. So what does that mean? These are just like some really cool advances and like really cool ways to think about uses of venom, specifically from spiders, and using them kind of in like the reverse ways. So essentially, spiders that will like cause paralysis or like stop pain neurotransmitters and they're trying to use those peptides to help people with chronic pain by like essentially shutting off those neurotransmitters
1: wow neat it's
0: pretty cool and then also in agricultural applications they're trying to use it as a pesticide that essentially doesn't harm the environment in any ways and just keeps insects away from the crops that you put it around but that's pretty cool so that's a new like type of pesticide that's not gonna contaminate waterways hopefully um, yeah that's really
1: that's really cool
0: yeah so hopefully that works out and I know that like it's pretty recent research as of like the 2010s and everything so hopefully they're doing deeper research into it and see if like it's actually something that's feasible and there's like no other negative outcomes with using that so spooky spider.
1: Ooh, you ready yeah i'm ready <laughs> <laughs>
0: so we've talked a little bit about A lot of it about spiders and how wild their venom can be but we all know you're really here to learn about the worst scariest and deadliest spiders around (laughs) yes at least i am (laughs) oh yeah so i'm just going to briefly tell you about i think two different species and then i'm going to list a few more that you probably definitely want to keep your distance from I'm looking at you, Australia. Keep your spiders to yourself. I don't want Australia,
1: why does everything in your country want to kill you?
0: (laughs) Literally. So, first group of spiders I'm going to talk about is black widows and other widows. So, there's a whole bunch of different widow spiders. Um, They belong to the genus Latrodectus. And this covers a group of spiders that are known as True widows. They vary dramatically in size and can have red, white, or brown markings on the dorsal or upper side of their abdomen, but some of them also have absolutely no markings. So oh. most, yeah. So the most commonly known widow spider is the black widow with her lovely red hourglass shape. Yeah. Um, <laughs> very pretty spider first spider that got me like truly terrified of spiders but (laughs) widow's venom contains a neurotoxin and the females are actually more venomous because they have very large venom glands and they are the only of like compared to females and males females are the only ones who can actually bite humans and that is dangerous So fun fact, the common name widow spider is because of the high rates of sexual cannibalism. So females, yeah, so the females will eat the male after mating. This is seen more in like if they're in captivity, Mm -hmm. but there's also been like in nature, there's been people have seen um, male Black widows waiting and making sure that the female is eaten before going and mating with them, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is funny. Uh, so, widow spiders are found on every continent except for Antarctica. Maybe they got pieces down there. Who knows? Just pieces. <laughs>
1: just spider so, fragments.
0: <laughs> just a leg. <laughs> So the bite of a black widow can cause severe muscle pain, abdominal cramps, hyperhidrosis, which is excessive sweating, tachycardia, which is elevated heart rate, and muscle spasms. Fun. And it's not like these things happen and then go away within an hour. The symptoms of a black widow bite can persist for three to five days, but can even continue for weeks. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I think it was in the early like 1900s. There was a scientist named Alan Blair, and he wanted to see about um, becoming immune to black widow venom. So he let himself get bit. And then he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get bit and then get over it, and then I'm gonna have myself get bit another time just to like test it out because you know how scientists were back in the the day—they tested everything on themselves."
1: Mm Mhm. And (laughs) classic.
0: (laughs) He couldn't go through with the second round because the first round was so painful that he was like, "This is not great.
1: (laughs) I'm not doing." Alan, what the heck? (laughs) I was like, "Yeah, obviously." This is another good example of extra spider. Hold the man.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ugh, men. So,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> every year, a little over 2,000 people in the U.S. report that they have been bitten by a black widow. But that's just, like, reporting that's not, like, confirmed. Like, obviously some of this may not have actually been bit by black widows or like actually have like the venom um so there's that and then thankfully there haven't been any deaths reported since 18 1983 and anti-venom is usually not needed as a life-saving measure usually just to reduce the pain and other symptoms but they've also found that just like general pain medications can help with that So the next disturbing type of spider I'm gonna talk about are recluse spiders. So recluse spiders include brown spiders, fiddle spiders, violin spiders, and reapers. They belong to the genus Lexosilis. And since their first description in 1832, there have been 139 species found around the world. Um, the venom of recluse spiders have tissue-destroying venoms that can cause necrotic lesions that take a very long time to heal and may even require a skin graft in extreme cases. Oh, gross. Yes, so not great. Some of them, are, I think it's at up to, like, 40 centimeters, uh! which is disgusting. Like, that is such a big, like, lack of skin. It's just, a <laughs> just a straight up hole. Just a straight-up hole. Oh. I hate it. Um, so, the toxicity of the venom varies in mammalian species. So, the venom can cause necrosis in humans, rabbits, and guinea pigs, but not in mice or rats, which is very interesting. Especially because it's not, like... Oh, like rabbits, mice, and rats would make sense, and like guinea pigs, because those are all more rodent type Mm -hmm. species, but it's not that way. I don't know. It's weird. I, yeah. So, in general, all recluse spiders should be avoided. They're generally not aggressive and commonly live in people's homes without any issues.
1: But just don't bother them.
0: Yeah, so it's usually great if you don't bother them. But All right, so there's a few different classifications of recluse bites. They can be classified as unremarkable, so it's basically just, like, basically nothing. It heals on its own. You have no issues. Mild, which also heals on its own, but it's ishy and red, and there can be a mild lesion. There's German... necrotic, necrotic, which is uncommon, but it's what like the classic recluse bite looks like that has, that causes necrotic skin lesions. And they usually heal without any complications, but can last upwards of months and may even leave a scar. And the extremely rare systemic or viscercutaneous reaction where venom enters the bloodstream. And that is As I said, extremely, extremely rare, but that's like really, really bad. And that's why they say if you think you've been bitten by a reckless spider, to put pressure on it so that it doesn't extend into your bloodstream if Mm -hmm. you, for some unknown reason, got a really bad bite. So there are so many spooky spiders in the world, so many big ones that don't even do anything and just gross, terrible, terrible, scary looking spiders. (laughs) they're not mean they're just scary looking (laughs) but because there's so many of them I obviously couldn't finish like couldn't discuss all of them since we don't have all the time in the world um I'm just gonna talk a little bit about some of what the Britannica article I read that was titled nine of the world's deadliest spiders so some of them I've already talked about so it starts with number nine, which is the brown recluse, which I just talked about. Obviously, number eight is the Brazilian wandering spider. It's also called the banana spider because they're commonly found on banana leaves. And a little fun fact about that is <laughs> there. This is funny. Um, there is a family I think in the UK that like bought some bananas from a grocery store that had a whole stack of. These Brazilian wandering spider eggs.:
1: Oh no,.
0: Yeah, And they had to get an exterminator for like the whole building because these eggs hatched, and then there was teeny tiny little Brazilian wandering spiders everywhere.: Yeah, around. like
1: thousands of them.
0: Yeah. so their venom is a neurotoxin, which can cause salivation, not Salvation. <laughs> <laughs> It can <laughs> it can cause you to salivate. Um, Salivation. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
1: Thank you.
0: <laughs> and prolonged painful erections in people who have penises. Oh but, no! Yeah, they are all currently studying this venom for its use in treatments of erectile dysfunction, which is actually pretty cool. Oh. Which is like. Yeah, so like how I mentioned how a lot of the medical uses are using, like, the negative effects to be good, which is kind of cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Seven is the yellow sack spider, which I honestly didn't think was that dangerous when I looked more into it. Just, I hate the name, yellow sac, gross. Um, <laughs> six is the wolf spider. The wolf spider gets its name from their wolf-like habit of chasing and pouncing on their prey. Ew. there are about 125 species in North America 50 in Europe and even a few in the Arctic Circle oh wow yeah Uh, they tend to be hairy and dark brown they will bite in self defense but aren't considered dangerous but they do have really large fangs, which can be painful but the bite is comparable to a bee sting not terrible but still you want to avoid it
1: Mm-hmm.
0: number five is a black widow which i just talked about number four is the brown widow number three is also a widow the red widow spider number two is a redback spider which is a cousin of the black widow but only 10 20 percent of people that are bit by redback spiders are actually in venom so like mm-hmm. only like so like 90 to 80 percent of the bites are just like they bit you but didn't inject any venom in you and you're probably just fine yeah put a little antibiotic cream on there you'll be all good Um, (laughs) just wash it you know so and then number one on this list is the funnel web spiders which they spin these funnel shaped webs that like go down a tube and then they kind of at the end of the funnel and then once like vibrations come as prey walks past or like through it, they rush out onto their prey and capture it and then bring it back down into the funnel and eat it.
1: Thank you. <laughs> I
0: love that. <laughs> um, they are big brown spiders that are actually pretty feared in southern and eastern Australia. There have been a few deaths Reported from their venomous bites since the 1920s, and they actually are an aggressive spider. But there is an effective anti venom that helps, but only if it's administered like pretty shortly after the person was bitten. So, now that you guys have heard the good, the bad, and the ugly about our eight legged friends, I'm going to wrap things up with some cultural depictions of spiders. From everything from ancient mythology to Spider-Man, of course. Spider-Man! Case, yeah, so in these cases, really equally Spider and Man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: equally
0: so, Spider and Man. Yeah, so <laughs> spiders and their webs have been featured in stories since ancient times. And most, most cultures around the world do have some personified version of the spider And they're usually seen as a type of really, like, smart person or goddess or creature and they are usually considered patient or they're, like, the beginning of weaving and industrial tactiles and everything. So, the ancient Sumerians had a goddess of weaving called Utu. Um, That's U-T-T-U, if I said that wrong. I'm very sorry. I didn't look it up. (laughs) (laughs) in all honesty (laughs) she was depicted as a spider spinning her web and then Islamic and Jewish lore both have very similar stories where spiders were protecting um, important people so in Jewish lore there's a story where David is protected by spiders because he's being persecuted he hides in a cave and the spiders come and put a web over the opening of the cave so the people who are chasing him kind of walk by and they say, well he couldn't have gone through there without breaking the spider web. And the same thing in Islamic culture, Muhammad is trying to make his journey and also hides in a cave and the the spiders hide them. So they're both hidden from persecutors by the entrance being covered by web spiders. So that's really awesome. So they gained a little bit of respect in those cultures. Um, in Greek mythology, the origin of spiders is explained in the story of Arachne, the daughter of a cloth dyer. Um, there's a few different versions of the story. But Arachne became an incredible weaver and would come to think of herself as a better weaver than Athena the goddess. And I guess she challenged Athena to a weaving contest to prove herself. Um, Athena wove a scenery of her victory over Poseidon and Arachne wove a tapestry that depicted a whole bunch of infidelity between the gods and Olympus (laughs) and Athena really didn't like that (laughs) she thought that her tapestry was flawless but she was real pissed about the whole shitting on gods and everything so she destroyed Arachne's tapestry and loom depending on the lore that you the mythology that you read some of it was that whoever lost was never allowed to weave again or whatever so Athena essentially took away her ability to weave and this caused Arachne to become so sad that she ended up hanging herself which is really really sad and then Athena felt so bad that she brought her back to life as a spider so she could spend forever weaving her webs.
1: that's the one story I do know
0: I hadn't heard that.
1: Oh,
0: yeah? <laughs> there is an African tale that I did know, but I couldn't find enough information on it for it to, like, get put in here. But it's, I think, about, like, an auntie spider. I um, remember that one, too. I
1: can't remember the name of it.
0: But yeah, it's I
1: ringing
0: a, a bell. Yeah, I found a little bit, but it wasn't the full story, so I didn't want to share it inaccurately. Um mm-hmm. uh, both the Hopi and Navajo Native American tribes have stories about the spider grandmother. The spider grandmother is said to have thought the world into existence through the conscious weaving of her web. There's also many stories about spider women in Southwestern Native cultures depicting her as a great helper or educator. And fun fact, dream catchers are also said to have been styled after a spider's web. Oh, Neat. Um, I really, really do like Native American, like, mythology and folklore. I don't really want to do an episode on it, but it's just, like, so vast and varying just between tribes, so it's a little bit hard. Um, <laughs> in some Japanese mythology, there's a woman called Jorgo um, which I'm definitely not pronouncing correct, but it means prostitute spider, which is not a word that we use, so I'm going to change it to sex worker spider. Um, Damn straight. <laughs> yeah, but this character is said to be able to transform into a seductive, seductive woman who tries to seduce and even marry some passing samurai. <laughs> oh. There is also another lore where she lived under a waterfall and saved drowning victims, I guess. Uh, Yeah, so spiders are also really common in various works of literature, so Dante retells the story of Arachne in his second divine comedy, which is titled Purgatorio, which I have read, fun fact. Um, Really? Yeah, I've read Dante's Inferno and Purgatorio for a class. Very interesting. They're on my list. I think I still have Inferno if you need it. It's, It's really cool and there's an episode of the podcast and that's why we drink where M goes into detail about the different levels of hell and I totally want to do an episode on Dante's Inferno because it is really cool and it is funny parts of it because like the people (laughs) he sees you can like some of them aren't even dead yet when he writes this book and it's hilarious because it's like oh you put a pope there in hell (laughs) (laughs) A living Pope? (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Yeah. So, would recommend. Uh, There was also a second century satirical novel titled A True Story. Okay. Straight to the point. Oh, yeah. It was written by Lucian Lucian of Samosatata. Sorry. (laughs) Where the moon people and the earth people battle but there's also giant spiders. So fun. Giant, <laughs> giant spiders. spiders. Oh, yeah. So, giant spiders are recurring characters in many works of one J.R.R. Tolkien, including The Hobbit in Lord of the Rings, Charlotte's Web was written in 1952 and is actually
1: portrays
0: spiders in a positive way and makes Charlotte the heroine. And she has some real cool webs that she weaves. Definitely go read Uh, that book, guys. (laughs) Um, The Harry Potter books include a whole bunch of spiders. And there's one in particular which features Ron Weasley's arachnophobia and I always hated it where they follow out all those little spiders and they end up chilling in the Forbidden Forest with aggregog the Acromantula, which is apparently what that giant spider is. And obviously you can't forget the lovely Little Miss Muffet nursery rhyme. Which- yeah. Okay. Little Miss Muffet sat on her tuffet eating her curds and whey. Along came the spiders. That's down beside her and scared Little Miss Muffet away. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and then there's, like, the itsy bitsy spider. So, Little Miss Muffet spider is a little bit scary. Itsy bitsy spider is, um, basically saying, like, persist, like, you can do it. It's quite awesome. Yeah, you know. Um, so now, you know, you can't talk about spiders and not talk about
1: Peter Parker. Mm-hmm. Peter Parker. The Spider-Man himself.
0: Oh, yeah. He becomes Spider-Man when he's bitten by a radioactive spider. He is a Marvel comic superhero who has the abilities to scale buildings and walls, shoot webs from his wrists, and, you know, obviously his lovely Spidey senses. So Stan Lee wrote these comics as with the majority of Marvel comics. And he actually did take a ton of actual aspects of spiders and use them pretty well in these Spider-Man comics. So hats off to Stan Lee and may he rest in peace. Um, What a gem. But I know in the Stuff You Should Know podcast, the guys did, they kept being like, wow, spiders do that just like (laughs) Spider-Man. So yeah, Spider-Man is based off of spiders, guys. No way. (laughs) So there's also a whole bunch of other comics, graphic novels, manga, and anime characters that have spiders or spider-like characteristics. And there's even a whole bunch of Pokemon that are based off of spiders, including Thinner Rock, Ariados, Joltix, Delvantua. Dupider, (laughs) Dupider, and Araquinnid. I love Pokemon, and I know I can't pronounce any of them, even if they've been told to me like a thousand times. So I'm so sorry, mostly to my cousin, Ray's. I'm sorry that I pronounced all of these Pokemon incorrectly. (laughs) (laughs) So in most movies, spiders are common in horror movies. Like the 1990 movie Arachnophobia. Haven't seen it, and I probably never will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, not a not a fan of. Yeah, I don't like to look at spiders. This whole time I was doing all this research, I like rare, I like tried to avoid all the pictures of spiders because I don't like their long legs. They creep me out so much.
1: They're so cute. They're just oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> tarantulas and other spooky spiders are really common in TV or movie bits when they have them crawling all over an actor's face.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> and there's also the whole fear factor TV show where they put people's heads in cases of spiders and make them eat spiders and lay down in spiders and super. That's fun. just
1: rude to the spiders.
0: Yeah. There's also, I didn't really mention this, but there are a lot of different cultures and places around the world where they eat spiders, along with many insects. But So there also are a few pretty famous songs that reference spiders, such as The Spider and the Fly by The Rolling Stones, Forest the Spider by The Who, "Spiderwebs" by No Doubt, and of course, Alice Cooper, I guess, has a concept album titled Along Came a Spider, which is apparently about a serial killer known as Spider, who wraps his victims in silk and steals one of their legs to make his own eight-legged creature.
1: Oh, no. (laughs) Which I absolutely hate, but also, like... It's like the human centipede, but spider version.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we're gonna I'm gonna end my section with a few urban legends about spiders. Hello, Morgan, have you heard that you apparently swallow about I think the legend is eight spiders in your sleep every year?
1: I have heard that, yes.
0: So that's super false. I uh, figured. <laughs>
1: Spiders are generally
0: afraid of people and, like, really don't want to be in your mouth. <laughs> no.
1: Nope.
0: You move in your sleep, you breathe. Um, they. Why would they go in there? There's nothing fun for them in there. Um, but I do really remember when I heard this in, like, elementary or middle school for the first time, and I remember going home and being like, I have to make sure I sleep with my mouth shut and trying so hard. <laughs> But rest assured, it's all fake. Um, But there was actually a meme that came out. I think it was a Reddit post. Uh, It came out to (laughs) explain this as a statistical error. And I got this quote from Urban Dictionary. Quote, the average person eats zero spiders a year. Spiders George lives in a cave and eats uh, 10,000 spiders a day or more (laughs) making spiders george an outlier therefore he should not have been counted
1: (laughs) george so (laughs) extra spider hold the george
0: yeah so i didn't know about spiders george until yesterday jackie's boyfriend jake was over and told me that He's a full supporter of our podcast, but does not listen, but might listen to this episode if I bring up Spiders George. So here you go, Jake. I invite <laughs> Spiders George.
1: <laughs> I did not know that was a thing.
0: Neither did I, but I really liked it. <laughs> yeah. So, my last fun fact is about Daddy Longlegs. So another little wives' tale folklore, a little myth that we all definitely heard about in elementary school is that daddy long legs are actually extremely deadly or venomous, but their fangs are just too small to actually bite people.
1: I think everybody <laughs> heard that in elementary school. <laughs> oh so this isn't true at all. Like at all.
0: And Mythbusters even went ahead and did this, but not only is it just like not true but daddy long legs don't even have fangs or venom glands.
1: Well, yeah, that defeats the. <laughs> that really yeah, squashes so, that one.
0: <laughs> obviously, I don't like them because they're really scary. And they have long legs that I don't like. And they I don't understand them. They're creepy.
1: <laughs> but. They're harmless, though. Bad so bad. at least there's that.
0: Yeah, definitely, like, want to leave this off on a spiders aren't going to hurt you.
1: No, Unless you live in Australia.
0: Yeah, just don't go to Australia. Don't live in Australia.
1: (laughs) Stay tuned next Monday and every Monday for a new episode.
0: You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to
1: listen. We're on Instagram at Monday Mornings Pod, on Twitter at Monday Mornings P, and we have a Facebook page. If you have questions or topics that
0: you'd like to have covered in a future episode, you can also email us at mondaymorningspod at
1: gmail.com. If you enjoyed our episode today, please rate and review us on iTunes.
0: Start your Monday Mornings the right way with Maddie and Morgan. Duh!
1: Oh. Bye. Billy, any spiders <laughs> in your sleep tonight? Don't swallow any spiders. <laughs>